Razor uh, marriage is, is way, way better than the Razorback season is going this year. Uh, so all I'm doing is just wishing you goodwill, a wonderful marriage. And may I share a scripture verse with you? Or, well, I think it's an appropriate scripture verse for people getting married. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Welcome to Charisma Connection. My name is Jocelyn, and today I am here with a very special guest, Mike Huckabee. Say hello, Mike. Jocelyn, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on the uh, podcast today. We are so excited to have you here, me personally, because I have a little story I'd like to share with you. Um, I actually interviewed you just over a year ago at the start of your show, which is what we're going to talk about today. And I asked a question, which was, how do you think the Razorbacks are going to do that season? And this was a life-changing question because in listening to that interview, the man who is now my fiancé decided that he liked me and I should be his girlfriend. So really, I have you to thank for bringing this person into my life and now getting married in 50 days. Oh, well, all I can do is hope that your uh, marriage is is way, way better than the Razorback season is going this year. Uh, So all I'm doing is just wishing you goodwill, a wonderful marriage. And may I share a scripture verse with you? Of course, we'd love that. Well, I think it's an appropriate scripture verse for people getting married. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Somebody who's been married for 44 years, Jessalyn, trust me on this one. (laughs) It's that is the number one thing I have heard is people are like, look, you may think you're happy and in love. Just wait until after you get married, and then you really learn what forgiveness means. Uh, it's a wonderful experience, and uh, I think it's God's great way of teaching us how to love. Everybody uh-huh. thinks that they understand love before they get married because they mostly know the emotional side of love and the sentimental side. But what real love is is volitional. It's the commitment. It's the decision to love a person even if you don't feel it and some days you want and that's that's uh i think the greatest test of love is when you act in a loving way not because you're feeling it but because you said you were going to do it and you know of course great way for us to be reminded of how god loves us mm-hmm. not because we're lovable but because he said he would mm-hmm. and that's just a great reminder for me so all kidding aside i wish you the very very best Thank you. I myself am very excited. I assume he's excited, too. And, I mean, the Razorbacks may have a comeback. You never know. I mean, it's mostly a freshman class this year, so yeah, here's to I hoping. Hope they have a comeback in my lifetime. I'd like to <laughs> believe that they could. <laughs> that is what we like. All right, so we're actually not here to talk about the Razorbacks, which is the team that no one outside of Arkansas likes. We are here to talk about the first anniversary of your Huckabee show on TBN. Tell us about this. Definitely, it's hard for me to believe that we've already completed a year. Uh, this weekend will mark episode number one of season number two. We've oh, wow. completed 52 shows. We're at show number 53 as of this weekend. And we're very excited because uh, when we launched the show, we had no idea you know, how it would be received. It was a new venture, not only for me, but even more so for TVN. The first kind of show TVN has ever done that is not part of its sort of normal... Um, maybe format. This is not a teaching or a preaching program. It's not a music program, a Christian gospel music. 
it's really a television program that is not overtly faith-based, but our view is that we want to make sure that that the show is wholesome, friendly to faith people. But there's just enough politics to keep it current and interesting, but I like to say there's not so much to cause people's blood pressure to go to 300 over 200. We have a lot of entertainment. We have music. We have comedians. We have acrobats sometimes, and we have a wide variety of things. And we do the show in Nashville, Tennessee, in this magnificent theater uh, that TBN uh, had owned, but they gutted it and rebuilt it just for the show. And so we do it before a live studio audience. It's, there's a lot of enthusiasm, and we just have fun. We have a great crew, um, a wonderful, talented team of people that put the show together. And I believe it's one of the most watchable and, and entertaining and informative shows that's on television today. I love that. I personally have found it very amusing and really enjoyed it. That being said, what has been one of the biggest challenges you've experienced as you've transitioned to doing this weekly show with TBN instead of Fox? Well, the challenge is more about getting people to know that we're on the air. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, watch Fox for news content, and they watch it every day, sometimes all day long, which I tell people that may be a little much. You need your vitamin Uh, D. Sunshine is a good thing. It is. And people, you know, when they say, and and I'll have this, I've heard said, I just watch Fox 24-7. And I'm still a Fox contributor. And so please understand, I love the network. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, they're they're good to me. But um, if if we, as a human being, just ingest this very controversial and sometimes combative news content into our spirit all day long, I mean, it, it can really make us unhealthy. So I tell people, get out, take a walk, listen to some music, um, you know, have a devotional time, do some other stuff. Don't let all this current event kind of content just fill your head 24-7, because it'll make your head explode. Mm-hmm. I think what, what I found the greatest challenge in the, the TVN show is helping people to understand that it's there. Uh, if they followed my Fox show, we... We air this at exactly the same time that it was airing. It's 8 and 11 Eastern, 7 and 10 Central, on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, one of the good things is that uh, we also air it online at TVN.tv, so people can watch it on their uh, uh, mobile device. There's a TVN app, so you can watch live if you want to do that on your iPhone or iPad or computer. Which works great for people like me who don't have cable and have cut the cord and rely entirely on the interwebs. And and increasingly numbers of people are in that position. It's also on broadcast in a lot of markets, but for people who have satellite or cable, we're on every cable system and every satellite system. Although I will say there are times people say, oh, I don't get TV. And I say, oh, yes, you do. And they say, no, I don't think I get it. They promise me you do. And when they check, they find out they do. Hmm. But Getting that audience to, um, who may be more of a news audience than a TBN audience. TBN's got a very loyal following, mm-hmm. and it is uh, an interesting figure. In, in the Christian television world, um, of all the people watching Christian television at any given time, 80% of them are watching it on TBN, which is pretty significant. And uh, our show has been, from its launch, the number one viewed program on TBN, which we're very, very happy about. I was actually just about to ask you about what's it like being the number one program on TBN. Well, very uh, ex- 
exciting, fulfilling. We're not satisfied. We want to get uh, you know the viewership even higher. We, we want to bring people to the network because if they watch our show, uh, there's a good chance that they may end up watching some of the teaching and preaching and uh, even inspirational content that will be edifying to them in a way that, that our show is not intended to do. But we have a lot of guests on our show who do share mm-hmm. um, their own testimony and walk of faith. What's different that I have with this show rather than Fox is nobody has to pull a punch. Nobody at the network is, is a little skittish about a person being very bold and declaring mm-hmm. their faith. And we, we encourage that. We don't say to an artist who comes on the show to do music, hey, if you don't have a personal Jesus testimony, you can't be on the show. Because they're there to be a musical artist. Now, if they have a story and they want to tell it, we're thrilled that they do. But that's not part of sort of the, uh, the, the requirement, if you will. We want a wholesome, entertaining, informative, and inspirational show that is a comfortable place for people to watch television and to watch a show that is in many ways like television that people may have grown up with and don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. In other words, we, we want it to be where the entire family could be in the room at the same time and nobody's going to feel awkward, embarrassed, or their face turn red because of what's being said. And at the same time, we want it to be a variety, mm-hmm. that regardless of where you are, whether on the political or musical spectrum, um, there's something that you're going to find enjoyable in the con- uh, context of that show. I love that. I love shows like that. It seems today there are so few options for people like me who I'm like, okay, well, I'm 28. I can legally watch this kind of content, but uh, I just want to watch something happy. I don't want to watch things explode. Yeah. I don't want to watch people argue. Can I Can I laugh? Is that acceptable? It is. And one of the things we try to do in the show is not only bring some humor. We have a feature called In Case You Missed It. Mm. And we take uh, obscure news stories that are <laughs> gleaned from all over the world. And we bring a light side to it. And uh, the other thing that I pledge to people, you're not going to have people yelling and screaming at each other on this show. I, I like just, that. I wasn't raised like that. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, my dear mother, who passed away in 1999, I'm afraid would come back from the grave and slap me to the ground <laughs> if she thought that I was yelling and screaming at people. That's just not the way we were raised to, to treat people. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, if I'm watching a news show and people start talking over each other, I either hit the mute button or I go somewhere else because I don't even understand what they're saying anymore. Mm-hmm. That is definitely why I prefer to read my news stories instead of watch them so I can put the pieces together myself and understand what's happening. Yeah. So Absolutely. who has been your most memorable guest over this last season? Oh, boy, we've had so many, and all of them have been great. You know, I mean, I think it would be hard to say there's just one, but there have been a number of people that I've, I've enjoyed them all. And, and again, that's not even fair. <laughs> Let me give you some people that have been unique or maybe a surprise. Okay, we'll take those. just fun. Um, for example, I had Naomi Judd, who was uh, a hoot. Mm-hmm. And this is just bordering on risque, but when we were talking, Naomi, I don't know if you've ever been around her, but she's just a very freewheeling person and she has had an incredible walk through uh, personal depression and uh, challenges that she faced. Uh, she's very open about it, very honest. I think it was very uh, helpful to people who have ever battled with depression because here's the celebrity you think everything's going great for. It. And she shares her story, and it's very powerful. 
bit of a context that she was talking about some of her friends in the music business, and she said, you know, Dolly Parton's my best friend. Mm. And then she just blurts out, I've seen Dolly Parton naked. <laughs> and i, I got to be honest with you, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, how do I react to that? <laughs> so I just looked at her and said, well, Naomi, I haven't. And, I mean, it was a funny moment. And wow. Up, and then she looked at me like, I don't think I was supposed to say that. And the editors, I mean, the, the, the producers said, should we keep that in rather than that? I said, for heaven's sakes, keep it in. It's one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on television. And those are moments you just never forget. But I've had some great moments with people like Franklin Graham. Um, I had a wonderful visit um, with, with Dolly Parton, interestingly, and with <laughs> Rogers, and, um, with, with a host of people that, that sort of span the, the full spectrum. The mm-hmm. Oak Ridge Boys have been on, and Ricky Skaggs, who is just one of the most delightful and genuine people I love him. in the entire world. And I don't even um, really like country music, but I like him. It's hard not to like Ricky Skaggs. And I, I, we've had so many great artists that have been fun. Uh, many from you know, my generation of music growing up, like the immortal Sam Moore from Santa Dave. And, wow, what, a, what an incredible voice. He, he still has. It's, it's just remarkable. Um, and a lot of political guests. I mean, the very first guest I ever had on the show was President Trump, who's been on the show twice. Vice President Pence, I've interviewed him. Uh, I've twice had uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we, we cover the globe, uh, but then we've had people that you've never heard of, but are people that just touch your heart, like mm-hmm. a guy in Denver who runs a, a homeless shelter. And one of the things that he makes sure is that all the people at his show or at his shelter have socks because, you know, it gets cold out there and socks are important. I think it's the number one item that homeless shelters need the most and they receive the least of. I think that's what I've heard. And so we did a thing when he came on the show and we called him what we have the feature called Huck's Hero. And we honored him for what he's doing for people. He's a very unselfish, incredible guy. And we had in advance asked all of the people coming to our audience that we need to bring some socks. And so they brought socks. And at the appointed time, I told him, let's sock it to him. And people started throwing their socks on the stage. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. There's hundreds and hundreds of pairs of socks being thrown on the stage so this guy could take them back to his homeless shelter, provided by the people in our studio audience. Important life question, had they previously been worn? No, they were all new socks. Okay, that makes me feel better because I thought it was going to smell something fierce in there. And if they had been worn at least washed before they brought them. Then that's fine. That's acceptable. I just was like, are you peeling socks off your feet right now? Because that's a little much. No, no, no. I hope not. Goodness, no. All right. So who are you looking forward to this season that's going to stop by? Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of the top newsmakers of Washington. We'll have senators and congressmen and probably the president again. We'll maybe see him. Uh, I've got a little bit of an inside connection at the White House uh, with the press office. There. Yes, I think I've heard something like that. Yeah, it helps to have uh, the right people in the right places. Um, but, you know, we, we want to continue to provide sort of a balance between the famous and well-known mm-hmm. celebrities of, of our political and entertainment world. But also we want to introduce our audience to people who are incredibly significant in what they do in their communities, mm. whether it's helping wounded warriors or whether it's uh, opening up a soup kitchen. There's a lady in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Her name is Candy Christmas. She does a ministry. It's called Under the Bridge. 
and she started this a few years ago, and on every Tuesday night, uh, they feed about 1,200 people, homeless people, under a bridge, mm-hmm. and that has become this place where they can go and get a hot meal and get clothing, get uh, assistance, and it's just things like that that maybe nobody would know about except mm-hmm. that we uh, put the light on it. I love that. I love stories like that. I know you mentioned your daughter briefly. I just want to say I think she's doing a fabulous job. I really look up to her as a journalist because I'm like, she is handling some high-stress situations with such class, and I really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I'm very proud of her. Uh, she definitely has her work cut out for her, but she's, uh, she's a tough kid. She's grown up in a political family. She's seen the, the worst of it and uh, has maintained her faith and her balance. And uh, She's just a I think a wonderful role model for uh, young wives and mothers to know that, you know, you can be filled with your faith and still carry out some tough jobs mm-hmm. and tough arenas and, and survive. I, I love it. I love her. I love you guys as a family. We are actually all out of time for today. Can you tell us where our users can or where our listeners can find you on social media? Sure, they can come to my Twitter account, which I urge them to do only if they have a sense of <laughs> Be forewarned. If you don't, go away. Yeah. At Gov, Mike Huckabee, G-O-V, Mike Huckabee, and that's the Twitter handle. Uh, my Facebook page, uh, obviously Mike Huckabee, and uh, my website. They can sign up for a daily newsletter that we put out with analysis of the news every day at MikeHuckabee.com. And if they go to MikeHuckabee.com, they can also... Uh, find a link to the Twitter and Facebook accounts uh, and all the other social media. And do they also get a link to your show if they go to mycockabee.com? They most certainly do. So Excellent. Go That's to good branding. It's sort of a one-stop shop, and from there they can navigate the various worlds that we offer. That is the way you're supposed to do it. All right, before we go, can you actually pray for our listeners to close us out? Certainly. Lord, we're so grateful that we live in this magnificent country with our freedoms and liberties that we hope never take for granted. Thank you to the people who have given them to us, the ones who shed blood and wore uniforms and travel across the world to uh, fight the enemies of liberty and give us our liberty. Thank you for them. We pray that we will be a country that will never forget that without you, we truly cannot stand. Uh, give us the uh, ability today to see someone in need to meet a need that we see in that person, to treat people with kindness and with dignity and respect, and to uh, to never think ourselves better than someone, but always to be grateful for what you've done for us. Bless this audience. Uh, encourage them today, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God's Spirit has been with His people from the beginning of time. And he's still working today. Share the joy of this Christian truth with your children with the Spirit of God Illustrated Bible. Little eyes will love the dramatic illustrations, and eager ears will enjoy the inspiring text that highlight over 40 Bible stories from the Old and New Testament. They highlight God's power and presence. The beautiful cover sparkles and shines and makes it a storybook Bible you and your kids will want to read again and again. The Spirit of God Illustrated Bible. See God's glory at work from creation to your life today. Purchase your copy where books are sold. For more information about the Spirit of God Illustrated Bible, just visit zonderkids.com.
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.